You're listening to the Up Level Your Online Business Show, where wealth is empowering, purpose is crucial, and high vibes are non-negotiable. And now, here's your host, certified business coach and practical woo strategist, Sarah J. Larrero. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Up Level Your Online Business Show. I have been speaking about this topic to a lot of my friends and fellow friends in online businesses, and I just realized that I've never really talked about it out loud. And I, one of the things that I aim to do the most with this podcast is just try to keep everything super transparent. It's probably one of the most personal things that I have in my business, and I'm just so excited to to talk about this today, especially because... I have kind of gone back and forth with this topic for myself a few different times. I've talked to a lot of my clients about this. And at the end of the day, there's really no right or wrong answer in terms of how you decide to spend your own money. But I just wanted to give you some perspective on how I spend mine and what I choose to do and what I choose not to do, especially after having made over a million dollars cash online um, within the past few years. So I wanted to kind of just start this off by saying that this episode as a whole isn't really like a stab to anyone or attack on anyone in general. It's just my own personal perspective of having navigated so many things online and having seen so many trends and especially having seen trends where people just kind of say, if you don't want this specific thing, this is your money mindset. Or, you know, I study NLP. And if you're saying that you don't actually want this, you're cutting off your ability to have it from the universe and things like that. And I just find so much of this honestly so ridiculous. (laughs) Because not everyone has the same desires. And I actually think that especially after talking to a few of my clients about this, I feel like for a lot of people, this whole idea of like living a first-class life actually detracts a lot of people from wanting to make more, from wanting to do more, from wanting to take on more clients. And I think a really interesting thing that I love to explore, especially with some, like I said, some of my friends who've been in online business for just as long as I have, is the fact that we have all of these principles that are taught and put out there in the online spaces about the universe, about God, about how, you know, like we're so abundant and we can just manifest anything we want and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that they're so great. And I think they really help us to put things into perspective. I mean, sometimes I just kind of sit down and I think about the fact that we live in a planet that (laughs) revolves around a sun And we're living in a part of like a galaxy and there's like multiple galaxies out there. And just if you think about all of the life that's out there, it's just mind blowing. And so sometimes you think about these teeny tiny little problems that we have here on planet Earth or, you know, like our access to debt or access to wealth and and what we think is true and, and not true. And it's just like, well, of course, anything is possible for us. Right. However, at the same time, we still live on this planet Earth. Right. We all still live here. There's still a certain amount that we can access, even in terms of like loans, mortgages, funding. There's still a lot of things that are incredibly rational and a a part of this world that we live in. And 
I feel like once we get to play around with both, so once we get to play around with, okay, yes, I can manifest anything I want, but also I live in this, I think they call it like the 2D world, where I know that this is how much I can access at the bank, and this is how much I can access from all of these different places. And this is how many people are truly in my niche, right? We all say that like everything is so abundant and expansive and it's infinite. However, there are also a finite amount of people who are on this earth, right? So we get to play around with both of those things. And I think that after being online for so long, I've kind of come to my own and just like really needed to take a step back from a lot of the things that are happening in the online space and ask myself, what do I truly want? And not just what is the most expansive thing that I could possibly think of that I'm going to set a goal towards that doesn't actually have a ton of meaning in my own life. There are so many people who are talking about 10K months. There's so many people who are talking about six figures. In fact, to be honest with you, and sometimes this makes me kind of cringe, there are a lot of people who are talking about a 10K month and six figures, and they haven't made anywhere near that. And I think that when we all get wrapped up in these like, artificial numbers of what we think we have to achieve, that's when things get a little bit delusional within the online space, I'll say. And I'm not trying to say that as making six figures is a bad thing by any means. In fact, most of my clients actually want to make multiple six figures because when we look into what a true freedom-based lifestyle looks like, for the vast majority of people out there, I find that when I've had my clients do a specific exercise where when we talk about freedom, when we talk about trips, when we talk about getting the house that they really want, all of those types of things, usually their ideal income lands in between 250 and 300k a year. I'd say that most people actually need that to fund a truly freedom-based life. And then there's also like the first six figures and getting your first six-figure year that will help you to attain that as well. But I really do feel like a lot of people just don't understand that. They don't understand how much it truly takes in order to live that freedom-based life, how much they actually need for it. And there's some people who just want to make $5,000 a month, and that's totally fine too, right? You need to find out what your biggest why is and why it's important to you. And so here's kind of what I've come up with in my own life, and I'll talk a little bit more about why I decided to come up with with this specific plan and and what it means to me to have this plan and when I felt unbalanced. Actually, let's start out with when I felt unbalanced. So I initially got into the online space in 2015. In 2015, I was kind of like, you know what? All I want to do is if I could make like $1,000, $1,500 a month, that would be so awesome. That like, could you imagine how I would feel, you know, having those clients, having that apart from my nine to five? And that's all I really wanted. And the interesting thing is, because that's all I really wanted, that's what I got because I I gave myself my own glass ceiling. And so I also sought after coaches who were going to help me with a $3,000 a month mark. No one was saying, I'm going to help you make $1,000 a month, right? So I was looking for people who who were at a level where I thought like, okay, this is doable for me and this is believable for me. I did see people talking about $10,000 a month. And I was like, no, that's totally not doable. That's not something that I'm not on at that place. That's just not happening for me. I was lucky enough to discover one of my very first coaches who at the time when I told her how much I wanted to make, she was just like, I feel like that's a little bit low for you. I feel like we could, you know, really increase that slightly. And so she doubled my 
goal income. And I remember at the time feeling like that was the most expansive thing in the world. Like it just felt so, so good for someone to be like, well, you want to make $15,000 a year? Why don't you, why don't we try for $30,000 this year? And I was like, could that actually happen? And it's so funny because now I've made that much, you know, multiple months on end. And so it's interesting to see even how far I've come in terms of that own, my own money mindset. And now when I, when I think about that, I'm like, well, yeah, duh, right? Like I have, I have clients in like so many different fields of coaching who are either making that amount or like on their way to making that amount. And it's really exciting for me to, to see how it can play out and to see how much people can grow. And that coach went on to being like, okay, let's make six figures. Okay. Let's make multiple six figures. And she was just, she really, really loved that expansive energy. And I, I loved working with her on that. But then I think after that, I got a little bit lost for a bit of time in that whole world of just like, okay, well, I'm going to make a 10 K month. And then after I make a 10 K month, I'm going to buy a designer bag <laughs> because that's what you do when you make a 10 K month, right? You buy a designer bag. Cause that's what I was seeing online everywhere. I was seeing people with like their Gucci shoes. I was seeing people with their Louis Vuitton bags. I was seeing people buying their Mercedes and I was seeing people move into these really, really expansive properties in Los Angeles or in Miami and just thinking to myself, Oh, wow. Like this is very expansive. Right. But at the same time, I kind of felt like it, it felt a little bit out of reach as well. And this is going to be like the, the raw transparent part of everything too. And so I was like, okay, so many people talking about flying first class and so many people talking about designer bags and five-star resorts and all of these things. And I was just like, well, then naturally, if it's a part of the universe to feel super abundant, then I need to want that too. And so I put in my head, okay, I need to want that. And I really sought it out. But intuitively, I was always thinking to myself, well, no, like I don't really need that, right? Like I'm totally happy with these specific things that I have. And then I actually ended up kind of going all the way that direction. And I invested in a coach who was all about like luxury lifestyle, first class, all of that kind of stuff. And then that's when it really hit me. That's when it really hit me that a lot of that jargon that's going on online wasn't actually followed through by valuable support. And at least in my experience, but valuable support and truthfully, to me, it wasn't pegged in the values that I have for myself and the values that I have for my life and my family. Because what I started to realize as I did research into a lot of these online brands was they really didn't have all of the money priorities that I did. In fact, some of them were, you know, buying these designer bags and things like that when they weren't really making a lot of money. They were flying first class when they weren't really making a lot of money. And for me personally, and within my own priorities, like I said, my own priorities, right? Not trying to bash anyone else, but within my own priorities, I would want to make sure that if I'm investing, continuously investing, I'm not just saying like one-time investments, but if I'm continuously investing in things that are, you know, high end and luxury. I want to make sure that my bottom line is also taken care of first. What that means to me is I want to make sure that I have a specific amount of assets and I want to make sure I have a specific amount of wiggle room before I just kind of go and say, "Okay, I have 10k month. Now I'm going to treat myself to a first class trip somewhere." Because at the end of the day, 
for me, it's extremely important. And I love, Jay-Z said this once, and I absolutely love it. If you can't buy two of them, you can't afford it. And I just have such a great money management mentality that, you know, I was blessed that I was raised with where I know what's worth it for me and what's not worth it for me to invest in. And so as I kind of really looked into this world of, you know, we're going to buy Cartier, we're going to buy first class tickets, we're going to do all of these things, I realized that I actually probably had a lot more assets built than a lot of these people, which once again, nothing wrong with that. And I will never know that either, right? Because it's not my business. But what it did help me to understand was that we truthfully just had completely different priorities in terms of our money. And so I happen to believe in my own soul that my money priorities are going to help me and my family sustain, sustain a great income over a longer period of time if I don't make those first class investments immediately when I have that money. And so if anyone here is kind of listening to this and if you feel like you have a very similar fiscal, you know, money management system inside of you, then you're going to be like, yes, of course. Like this is something that I think about too. Maybe you've been felt like pulled in multiple directions and wondering if a lot of it is real. And of course it's real, right? Like it's real. If someone goes out and buys a Mercedes and they want to do their monthly payments on it, it's totally on them. But I've made over a million dollars in online business and I still drive like it's 2023 and I'm driving a 2016 hatchback Suzuki. And I love that. (laughs) I love that because at one point in time, I was thinking of just upgrading and getting this really, really nice new car. And I'm sure that it would have been really nice to, to drive it. But what feels so much nicer than driving that new car is taking the money that I would have invested in a car, which really isn't an asset because it depreciates so much over time. And I just reinvested all that money in renovating an old house that we have here on our piece of land that now we're going to be able to produce income from. And so that's a huge value set for me. And it's not necessarily that I don't think anyone should rent or I don't think anyone should buy designer bags or I don't think anyone should go out and and buy the really nice cars that they want to buy. But for me personally, what I've realized with this whole first class lifestyle and this promotion of this first class lifestyle is it doesn't actually go with my own priorities in terms of my money. And the more that I kind of looked into it and the more that I really felt it all out for myself, the more I realized that the difference between a four-star hotel and a five-star hotel for me is nothing in terms of the way that I feel. And what I try to do in terms of my money and where I spend and invest my money is how is this going to contribute to the way that I feel? So if I'm going to make a decision between buying the low-cost hamburger, let's say, for example, (laughs) and buying a really nice steak at a restaurant, that value of that steak at that restaurant is worth it for me. It's worth it for me to say, I don't want to put garbage in my body. I don't want to do this fast food. Although if I did want to do it at that that specific point in time, you know, if it was one of those days where I just wanted it, probably would have gotten it. But 
consistently speaking, I would much rather invest in that high quality steak at that really nice restaurant where they give me really great service and everything's really clean. And it's a really great atmosphere where I'm genuinely going to uh, enjoy myself more than at the fast food joint, just because I get to save 30 or $40 on that dinner. The same thing goes with hotels. And so this is something that I've even been experimenting with myself with in terms of my energetic frequency around money. I have so many beautiful hotels in Nicaragua that I can go to. And this is truly just such a blessing as, as we continue to live here that I can just go to these beautiful hotels on the beach and like stay in infinity pools and just feel really abundant in these places. And I've noticed that for Nicaragua, for example, that's usually around the 90 to $120 a night mark. There are hotels here that are worth a lot more than that. But what I've realized for myself is that my level of happiness doesn't actually increase. My level of feeling like I'm taken care of, my level of feeling that value from that exchange of money doesn't actually increase with the five-star hotels. And so I choose to not invest at those higher levels because it just doesn't feel like a priority for me. And that's ultimately why for me, I just kind of not into this whole first class lifestyle stuff that's going on online anymore. Because do I make good money? Yeah, I do. And I'm really grateful for it. I'm also super, super grateful that my clients also get to make amazing money online from investing in my services. And I don't think that making more money is evil. I don't think that spending a lot of money is evil. None of that kind of stuff. But when I look into myself internally and I, I truthfully ask myself, what, what makes me the most happy? It's not that first class life. In fact, it's taking the money that I would have invested in that first class life and investing it in things that are going to give me more of an income later on in my life. And that's ultimately so much more valuable for me than getting a Christian Dior bag for example. Or I remember going into Gucci when I was in Milan in Italy. And I did, I bought a little Gucci bag and it felt really, really good. But there was also these like really extravagant, really, really beautiful black bags that I could have bought. And I made the conscious decision for myself to say, I don't need those bags. I really want this one. But for the $5,000 that I could be investing in that other bag, I can be investing that money into my child's education plan. I could be investing that money into the renovation. I can be investing that money into a down payment for something else. I could be putting that money in an index fund where it's going to give me, you know, around eight to 10% over the next 10 years. That bag won't, right? That bag's never going to get, give me that extra eight to 10%. That first class trip is never going to give me that eight to 10%. That brand new car isn't going to give me that eight to 10%. But at the same time, choosing to invest your money into things that you love doing and really spending your time with, that's also super valuable. So on the other end of things, I'm also not going to say no to a holiday when I know that I've been working really, really hard just because of the fact that I want to save that money and add that eight to 10% into an index fund, right? So we all have our own balance of how much we want to spend versus how much we want to invest. And although, you know, the universe is abundant and money is completely infinite, there's still set values that we all have for ourselves and there's still time is still finite. 
time is still finite and access to things like loans and access to things like mortgages and things that can help you leverage your legacy and leverage your finances, those are still pretty finite within our world. And I just feel like I would be doing my community a massive disservice if I didn't talk about these things, because I do feel like these are very real things that we deal with. And a lot of the times when we see the people who have that first class life, we think that they have the same money mindset as us. We think that they have the same money values and principles as we do, but a lot of them don't. And even when I have invested in coaches, coach coaching and investing in myself, personal development, that's definitely one thing that I never shy away from. And that's not something that I say, okay, no, 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 I can't invest this much because it's unaffordable. Investing in myself, in my personal development, in my health, those have always been non-negotiable for me. Having a coach who's done what I really want to do and having access to proper nutrition, having access to making sure that I'm taking care of my own body and my own health. Those are things that I, I used to care about. And I used to be like, Oh, I don't want to invest money in that. Cause you know, it's so much, but now I don't even, they don't even flinch because those are the things that have allowed me to get the lifestyle that I have right now. And I would much, much rather be investing in those things and be investing in assets that helped me build wealth and that helped my family build wealth, then be investing that money in designer and things that are just going to give me an elevated, yes, an elevated or like upscale standard of living, but aren't actually going to increase my happiness. I think it's also important for all of us to really get clear on what we like spending our money on. And so I know people who just love spending their money on upscale living. They love spending their money on new clothes, new bags, things that are super, super high quality, but they don't really care to travel. And I'm kind of the opposite. I don't really care as much about clothes and designers, but you give me the choice of like either, you know, buying a handbag or going to Europe for two months. And I'm always going to choose going to Europe for two months, right? So those are the things that I choose to invest in my health, my freedom, traveling and assets. Truly, I feel like there's not a lot of people in the business coaching space really talking about asset building. And I think it's really phenomenal that we're not talking about this. And a, a part of it could be because it is a really advanced thing to think about. But a part of it could also be because I think a lot of people are just in this rat race of like, let's get more and more and more and more, sign on more clients, sign on more clients, scale, scale, scale. And what we forget is that there's so much more to, to building wealth than just by owning a business right? So you get to own the business. You get to make your six figures, your multiple six figures or your seven figures in your business. But then I think one of the really cool, interesting and exciting things that you get to do when you reach that level is then you get to ask yourself, okay, well, what do I want to do with this money? Right? How much of this do I want to donate to charity? How much of this do I want to spend on, you know, first class living, let's say for example, and how much of this do I want to invest? And what I choose to do and I think I'm probably going to do this forever, especially because I'm not in my 20s anymore. So I don't have a ton of time for, for my investments to build the way they, they could have been built. But what I choose to do is I make things like travel, health, 
and coaching and mentorship non-negotiables, but then everything else I just kind of get to play around with. So I get to say, okay, am, are we going to look for a new property to purchase as a family? Are we going to invest money in some stocks? Are we going to put some money into an education plan? What are the ways that we want to spend money this year? What are the ways that we want to increase even business, right? So every time that you grow and scale your business, you need to increase your expenses because you need to increase your marketing or else you're not going to get enough people into your business in order to do that. I often say that you want to really think about 20% of what you want to make at a, at a minimum, 20% of you want to, what you want to make is going to go into your business to help your business make that amount of money. So let's say, for example, if you want to make $100,000, if you're not willing to invest $20,000 over the course of a year in order to make that $100,000, you're probably not ready to make that $100,000. And as you grow your business, as businesses get bigger, oftentimes those operational costs tend to get higher than that as well. And so you want to allocate a certain amount for those operations. You want to allocate a certain amount for rainy days or for those months where business takes a little bit of a dip. And, you know, if you're not ready for that, as you grow on scale, you could put yourself into like a, a traumatic state. And so these are things that I ultimately help my clients with, especially in my higher level programs, like my mastermind is understanding where are we going to invest our money and how are we going to build a legacy for our family? So it's not just a, how much money are we going to make in this business and how much money are we going to spend? It's also how much money are we making and how much money are we investing so that over the course of time, let's say for example, five years from now, 10 years from now, you're not, you're no longer even going to need your business to fund your lifestyle. And that's ultimately what I'm working towards as well is I just want to reach a point in my life too, where I don't really have to work. I get to work because I want to work and I love working and I probably will never stop working because I'm just that person who coaching totally lights me up and I could do this for 40 hours a week forever. But I also choose to live more of a freedom-based lifestyle in on my own terms. And on my own terms means that I won't fly first class this year because in five years, I want to just kind of wake up and be like, no, I really don't have to work at all right now because all of my assets are already making me money. They're already making me wealth so that I, I get to do this, with, but without any of those pressures of needing to sustain something that I don't necessarily think makes me happier. So I hope that all of this makes sense. And one thing that I always come down to with this, because I find that my clients are kind of half and half. Some of them have told me in the past, well, I don't want to make more money because I shop at thrift stores. So why would I want to make more than what I'm making now? And then I have other clients who are like, well, I make multiple six figures in my corporate job. So I need to be making that amount within my business because I'm just so used to the lifestyle that I have. And I don't think there's a right and wrong answer here. What you need to ask yourself is what is your version of freedom? What is your version of the ultimate happiness that you can create? And how can you create that with your business? And how can you create that with the funds that are coming in from your business? What do you choose to invest in? If you love your designer bags and if that just gives you so much happiness because you're so into it and you're so into the, the resale value and the craft, craftsmanship 
and all of that kind of stuff, then by all means, right? Like go out and get more of them. But also if you love shopping at thrift stores, then you don't, just because you make more money, and this was ultimately me, just because you make more money doesn't mean that you now have to go and spend your money on the things that you see all of these other people spending their money on. In fact, I often joke about this with some of my friends in that some of the richest people in the world, you wouldn't even know that they're rich. (laughs) You wouldn't even know that they have a lot of money because they're not showing it. Being rich and showing wealth are two completely different things. And it's not necessarily to say that everyone who's showing wealth isn't wealthy. But what I am trying to say is that that's not an indicator. It's not like a rite of passage. You don't have to fly first class or you don't have to own a massive house just because you start making a lot more money. You can live in a trailer park. You can live in a mobile home. There's a documentary that I watched a few years ago. It's called I Am. It was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's on Netflix anymore. And it's by Tom Shadiak, I think is his name. And he was one of, I think, the directors of Ace Ventura, if I'm not mistaken. And he talks about how he was making all this money and he was like so, so happy that he finally reached the top, you know, like he was in Hollywood and he moved into his Beverly Hills home and it was this big home. And he said he was, he he was just shocked about how, you know, all of the things that he thought were going to happen to him didn't actually end up happening. It was just like his happiness didn't actually increase and he felt really alone. And the whole documentary just kind of goes through, you know, like what it really means to be alive. It's a really beautiful documentary. I highly recommend it. But one of the things that he landed on was that he was so, so happy living in a mobile home, (laughs) living in a mobile home, riding his bike and just living a really, really simple life. And this is a man who's made, you know, multiple millions of dollars and has been on the top of the list in Hollywood and kind of came back to this whole, like, I don't really need all of that to be happy. And I don't actually don't even think it made me happier. It just made me feel like I was less fulfilled. And it really made me question all of those things that I was working towards. And I just thought that that was really interesting. And it made such a great impact on me. And I think that this is part of my own principle and philosophy in the way that I live my life and the way that I run my business is if it's not going to increase my happiness, and if I know in my gut that this next purchase is not going to increase my happiness or increase my own self-fulfillment, then I don't actually want it. (laughs) And you can kind of go with that with, with anything that you're thinking about investing in. For example, I invested in a mastermind almost a year ago, and I knew that that was going to help me increase my own fulfillment. I knew that it was going to help to challenge me to hit bigger goals. I knew it was going to overall, yes, it was going to increase my happiness because I knew that that is something that I yearned for. I desired, I desired to have a community of people who understood how much I wanted to grow, how much I wanted to succeed, how much I wanted to become a leader in my industry. That was actually a, a, a own, like a personal fulfillment that I wanted to do. And so, yes, that was going to increase my happiness meter. So I invested in that. When I decided whether or not I was going to move to Portugal for a month and live with my family and go to Italy for a week, I was like, yes, all of those things, increase happiness, increase personal personal fulfillment. Perfect. But then when I also went in and I looked at, okay, well, what hotels am I going to stay in when I'm in Italy? Then that's when it was like, okay, there's these three-star hotels. There's these four-star hotels. There's these five-star hotels. The difference in price in all of them is, is pretty exceptional. And those are usually the places where I'm like, okay, 
is a four-star or five-star hotel, is that going to increase my happiness level and my own fulfillment? Or is that going to be taking away from something else that is that is going to be increasing my happiness and fulfillment more over time? And then that's when I that happiness meter kind of starts to shift. And that's when I know that for myself, it's, yes, I want to go to Italy. No, I don't want to go into the five-star resort. I would much rather go into the three-star resort or sometimes something that my husband and I love doing while we're on holiday is we'll go to a few really, really nice restaurants. But then at the end of the day, we also equally love going to a local grocery store. This is a huge hack for anyone who is traveling to places that are just like really, really pricey and touristy. We did this in Venice. After going to a few really, really nice restaurants, we just decided that... For most of our dinners, we just wanted a salad. And it was so funny because there was, if you've ever been to Venice, you would know that almost nowhere has salads. It's all pasta and pizza and carbs. And so all we wanted was just like this nice leafy green salad with some protein. And the only place that we could find that was at the local grocery store. And so we ended up paying, I think, like three euros for each like pre-made salad. And what we realized was that we were so much happier just eating our salad on the side of one of the canals and, you know, like eating it from our little plastic tubs that we had for them, than feeling like we had to go to restaurants every single evening. And it was really fun. And, and, and that's the whole thing of building more wealth for yourself is you truly just get to choose what it is that you want, right? Like just because I make more money doesn't mean that I'm now going to give up backcountry camping. Or I'm going to give up, you know, like going to the grocery store when I'm out on a trip. I'm probably going to do that when I go to Paris this summer. I'm going to go to a local grocery store and I'm probably going to, you know, have a salad on on the Seine. And it's going to just feel even just as expansive and abundant as it probably would for me to go to a restaurant. And I'm probably still going to go to a really nice restaurant as well. And the the point here is that you get to choose these things. And just because you make more doesn't mean that you also have to spend more. And I think that once we can unshackle ourselves from that relativity, things just start to become so much more fun and expansive. And I feel like you get to play around with your wealth and your wealth building and ultimately your legacy building that much more. And so I hope that this helped you put things into perspective in terms of what you've wanted as well. And you know, I've had so many clients, I've worked with so, so many clients now, and I've heard from so many of them, you know, well, I don't want to purchase this one thing because, you know, I don't really think it's worth it. But at the same time, that's not an expansive mindset. So that means that I have to purchase it. And I'm like, no, you don't, <laughs> you don't have to. I remember one of my clients telling me that she didn't want to purchase click funnels because it was too much for her. But then she was like, but that's not an expansive mindset. And I told her, I was like, you don't actually need it. You don't need to pay the $100 for ClickFunnels every month. Some people do. You and your business and the stage that your business where you're at right now and with all of the other systems that you have, you don't need to do it. And so it's it's not always, you know, like there's something wrong with my mind, money mindset if I don't want to invest in or spend money on this thing. Um, and it, the more that we can all give ourselves that freedom, I think the more of a lasting and sustainable abundant financial situation, we will all be able to create for ourselves from this incredibly abundant financial opportunity that we currently have with online business. So I'm going to end it there. I feel like this was a little bit long, but I 
truly, I'm just like so, so happy to be able to share this with you. And I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. So if you liked it, feel free to hit subscribe and leave a review. It would be mean the world to me if you would do that or share this episode with a friend. You can always connect with me on Instagram. It's at Sarah without an H, J. L-O-U-R-E-I-R-O. Let me know how much you enjoyed this episode and I will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Up Level Your Online Business Show. If you enjoy our show and would like the show notes and free goodies about how to grow your online coaching business, head over to sarahjlorero.com for more information. We hope you'll tune in next time.